Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode and kind of an exciting one. Yeah, there's a, I think something in particular very exciting. I mean, the, the, everything's exciting, but there's a lot of <laughs> behind the scenes about Netflix here. But I think uh, it all boils down to the same thing. More Cobra Kai. So that's what's very important. Yes. And the title of said episode is Cobra Kai Dominates Netflix. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just excites me immensely. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I like referencing a lot is the 80-20 rule. Jason, you know about the 80-20 rule? Oh, absolutely. I love the 80-20 rule. And every time I find myself in a space or an environment to dig in and see if it applies, it always applies. So for those of you unfamiliar with the 80-20 rule, there may be another term for the same thing, but I always call it the 80-20 rule. The Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, something, <laughs> something along those lines. The 80-20 rule is basically this. If you imagine, let's say, a sales floor, 80% of the salespeople bring in 20% of the revenue. 20% of the salespeople bring in 80% of the revenue. Uh, how about a church? A church or a synagogue. 20% of the congregates bring in 80% of the donations, 80% of the congregants bring in 20% of the donations. So in this instance, most likely, Cobra Kai is in that 20% bringing in the 80% on Netflix, whereas everything else, all the other shows and movies, the 80% bringing in the 20%. So Cobra Kai, a top dog. Yeah, so true. So I was reading an article in Screen Rant, and the article caught my eye, Sal, because it is Cobra Kai is now Netflix's most important show. Wow. Written by Rick Stevenson. Yes. So it was a great read. A lot of it are things we've discussed. And I love that someone else is having the same thoughts. So I think we're on to something. And I just wanted to go down, you know, this kind of conversation, if you will, touch a few points and have a great episode. Yeah. Jason, this is a great article. You know why I like it as an article? Uh, for those of you who are familiar with our show, you may have heard us mention or Jason mention, I have worked at a newspaper. I have a, am a former oh, newspaper yeah. editor and, and copy editor. And while we were waiting for a season three t- to drop, uh, there was lots of uh, media and news, and there was a lot of bad articles. Yeah, The types of articles where you're like, well, in spirit, it's great, but did this person even watch the show? You know, that's what you wonder. This is a great article, so I just want to give a shout-out to, to uh, Rick Stevenson of ScreenRant.com. Fantastic article. Yes, absolutely. I didn't mean to undersell it, Rick. It was really great. It just felt like something that we would have all talked about. Rick, you and I would have had this conversation, so I was like, wow, this is great. And it starts with the fact that all listeners probably know this by now, but Netflix renewed Cobra Kai for season five already before season four even drops, which is great news Mm -hmm. because I know they're not a traditional studio in the sense that back in the day you had a pilot and this, that, and the other. It went syndication. It's a different model now, but they still announce shows because, Sal, they even pull the plug on shows. It happens all the time. Case in point, Glow. Mm -hmm. The show that was based on the documentary that I did where season one followed the timeline of the doc, but by season two, it was very different. I loved that show. COVID hits. They stopped season four. I think they got a couple episodes in. Done. Over. Out. And it was a great little show. So they pull the plug on their own show. Jason, please. I just want to just piggyback on the Glow reference because I I followed that. 
the Glow show on Netflix stopped filming because of COVID restrictions. Okay, so mm-hmm. a show about wrestling stopped filming during COVID, yet WWE, a show with actual wrestling, kept going. So that just yeah. baffled me. I would imagine some of our listeners probably felt the same. Yeah, and we don't really know. Netflix never shares the analytics, basically saying, hey, here's your viewership. You know, like the Nielsen ratings, and then it's like, hey, here's how these shows are doing. We don't know. We only know by how they act. So if they're renewing Cobra Kai Season 5 before 4 drops, means the numbers are astronomical on the amount of viewers. We don't know those numbers because you're not privy to them. I have licensed movies to them, Sal. I never know how they did. You only know by what they say, here's how much we're going to give you for the license. Yes, yes. (laughs) And you take it, you know, gladly. So this speaks volumes, the fact that it's already renewed season Mm -hmm. five. Also, the article goes on to make some comparisons to some other shows under the Netflix banner that, I mean, it all started with House of Cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. When that show dropped and they got it right and they had David Fincher directing the first episode, Kevin Spacey pre me too, Kevin Spacey. But you know what I mean? It was a hit. It was a bona fide hit. And I loved the show. Robin Wright is incredible in it. And it's over now. It had its run. They did make it past the Kevin Spacey debacle. And then they had Orange is the New Black. Love it. Love it. And Stranger Things. So these are like their bigger shows that they've created. Didn't go licensed. Mm -hmm. They've they've created and fostered. Yes, yes. But this is a hybrid. They didn't create Cobra Kai. no. Right. And we don't know how much YouTube sold it to Netflix for. That no. I, I'd be curious to hear that number. I'd love to. You won't know that. Uh, I, I want to whip out my inflation calculator and see like uh, uh, 2017 money in 2021 money. Yeah, so we don't know that. But it came over much like Black Mirror was a show. And then Netflix picked it up, I think, by the third year and then produced a couple seasons. Now, Black Mirror is more niche and I think it's great. Yeah. But not to this level, so it comes over, then it becomes a Netflix show. And although probably already had season three done, Sal, so it really became a marketing vehicle. They saw the numbers and they're like, we gotta get into season four, Mm -hmm. and then they did. So Rick makes some comparisons saying, you know, they don't have a DC background or Marvel, Mm -hmm. meaning they don't have that kind of archive of superheroes and things, but this is the next closest thing that Netflix has to that underneath their banner right now. Yeah, like they can't turn it into the Avengers where all of a sudden you're bringing in all these characters who weren't in there before. Right. We know the story. We know the history. Uh, There's only a few people that could pop in, right? There's not all of a sudden some martial arts master you never heard of before, you know, right? No, it's not that. It's not in that vein. It's not. But what they're doing is brilliant. I mean, they're bringing the cross-generational. They went younger, and they made a show that is appealing to younger people. And they also brought in you know, people our age and older that love the Karate Kid, and they did it a favor. Yeah. They, did, they didn't just like, oh, wow, this is like the next Karate Kid. No, they're making this great show. And now we're all hooked, and we can't wait for the season to drop. And... Johnny, Daniel, Kreese, unfortunately, Miyagi, Miyagi's spirit lives on. But these new kids, Sal, and we've said this, they're going to start popping. Oh, yeah. And when they pop, and we'll get into a couple of them are in other things now, and I'm sure more to come, more to come. 
and then you'll see them get bigger and then maybe they'll be affiliated or eventually Cobra Kai will morph and I we've talked about this as well but have a whole episode on this spin-offs and that is where maybe it'll never be a superhero thing but you know it's all in the Miyagi verse and there'll be a Miyagi show or there could be or a Cree show or a hawk show or or something in the vein of but yeah it will never be Avengers, but this is a really good thing for Netflix to have. And it's the biggest thing that they have going because of its reach too. Because I've got to tell you, I think these numbers are something they've never seen before. You wanted an Anoush and Louie spinoff. Oh, dude, I think that works. <laughs> Those guys living together, a modern odd couple. No, I'm very excited. And they still work at LaRusso Auto, of course. I'm very excited to see people like Tanner and Zolo blowing up because I really do think that yes. there's sort of a void right now. I mean, if you look at our Cayman episode as an example, uh, anybody listening, check mm-hmm. out our tribute to Robert Mark Cayman, the creator of The so Karate good. Kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm very fond of that episode personally. Uh, if you look at today's action stars, people like Liam Neeson or Jason Statham, fantastic, all right? Not to take away from them. I feel like there's sort of a, a void of young action stars. So I feel like now is the the time for anybody young, anybody in your 20s to come up and be the next. You know what? I grew up not only on a Karate Kid, I grew up on a show called Sidekicks with Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh, yes. And as a young person yes. back then, I love seeing young people kicking butt, and I would love to see young people kicking butt today. So people like Tanner and Zolo and, and their colleagues, I, I would love to see them doing stuff because they absolutely have proven themselves by this point. Yeah, he's in a DC movie called Blue Beetle. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle, but I guess it's a pre-existing character, and he'll be the lead. I never heard of Blue Beetle. Did you? I believe over my right shoulder somewhere here, from my, my backdrop, I'm in front of a bunch of action figures. I'm pretty certain I have a Blue Beetle action figure over here. I'll try to dig it out for you. That's amazing. And then Tanner is on a Netflix movie right now, which is kind of a remake. Remember the movie She's All That? Yes. Th- yes. Came out like in the 90s. Well, this is He's All That. Oh. And he's the male lead. So I haven't seen it, but it's like they're already starting to pop in things and more to follow. They'll continue to blow up. You've got other young actors and actresses. And I do believe the origins of Miyagi-Do Karate make for a very compelling, more like Kung Fu type show. So there's a lot. I mean, Sidekicks was a hit. Just sprinkling a little of this, a little action hero, and you've got like a martial arts show. But I am just excited to see what happens. And I think Netflix was the right fit for this franchise. Obviously, it's working. We can't get enough of it. And um, this article was right on the money. So Netflix is not a publicly traded company, or, or is it? Yes, it is. Okay, but even if it's a publicly traded company, they're not at liberty to divulge their inner workings. Their yeah, as far as like... Just their revenue. Yeah, we make this much money off this property. They don't have to divulge that. Yeah, they share their subscriber base. Yeah. You know, this is how many we have, but they don't share how many people are watching Orange is the New Black or yeah. Stranger Things or, yeah. of course, Cobra Kai. Or they didn't say to me, Jason, this is how many people watched your documentary. It's just vague. <laughs> Where on iTunes, those are transactional yes. you know, platforms yes. and you get real data. Like, oh, okay, then I, yeah, that was my percentage. Or Amazon's mm-hmm. the same way. You know exactly how many people, but Netflix chose not to do that and they hold all the cards. You know what? As long as Netflix has been around, what, what, what are we talking about? Uh, 10, 15 years Netflix been around? 
20 years? How long is that? Oh, been? longer. I think it came out in the, the late 90s, mid to late 90s. Well, I, I, I'm honestly to this day still a fan of Netflix and still to this day fascinated by their business model. I really am. I, it's like, how, how do these guys do it and how are these guys doing it? But they're doing it. It says here, I very quickly looked, founded August 29th, 1997. Wow. <laughs> now, I don't know funny. when it went live, but uh, yeah. Netflix was founded when I first got my first Yahoo email account. That's around when that was. <laughs> so that's all we got. Super excited. Love the fact that Cobra Kai is dominating Netflix, which is good news for all of us fans of Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid, and Sal. Let's talk Cobra Kai. <laughs> Jason, can, if you will indulge me, if our listeners would indulge me, there is one last thing I just want to add, Jason. I wanted to talk about it today because I did just receive these. I just received, you know, talk about uh, Cobra Kai dominating Netflix. How about Cobra Kai dominating the toy industry? I just received brand new Cobra Kai action figures by Diamond Select. This is a three-pack. It has Crease, Johnny, and Daniel. You see Crease and you see Johnny there in the Cobra Kai dojo. You open up the box and you see Daniel in the Miyagi-Do dojo. It's a wonderful collector's piece. It was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, one of 4,000 made, and the folks at Diamond Select sent me a sample pack to review on the Salvador Los Angeles channel. So everybody listening, stay tuned to Salvador Los Angeles on YouTube for upcoming Cobra Kai Karate Kid content and reviews of Karate Kid Cobra Kai merchandise. And next time you should show your figures to the video because we're doing video recordings and we're soon going to roll out our channel on YouTube. Not just Sal's channel, <laughs> but it'll be Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Oh, I'm seeing something. I'm seeing a Cobra Kai logo looking amazing. Yes, the merch is beginning to fly in the Cobra Kai world. Look at that. This is uh, the front of the two-pack. This is Crease and Johnny there in the yes. Cobra Kai dojo. And then when you it. open What's it, it say behind them, Sal? What's it say behind strike them? Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> and then you <laughs> look what happens when you open it. Oh my gosh, Daniel is waiting for them at Miyagi Do Karate. And of course, there is rule number one karate is for self defense only. And rule number two. And what does that mean, Sal? Refer to rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that, Sam. Yeah, so, really so, cool. so check those out. I'm very excited to receive those and very excited to yeah. review well, them. you love playing with toys. Well, so, you know, yeah. I, I take toys out of the box, but these are so nice, I don't want to take them out of the box, but I'm going to have to get over that and, and break them out. Yep, there you go. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to Let's Talk Cobra Kai wherever you get your podcast. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on our social media, which is at Let's Talk Cobra Kai, as well as at Just Curious Media. If you're a dedicated listener of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, consider supporting the show on Patreon. This greatly benefits us on many fronts and offers you access to exclusive content and much more. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.